Josh, you know what's really difficult? Most things these days. <laughs> Working from home while having to watch two children who aren't in school. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I can't children, even imagine having kids right now. Uh, and by children, I mean my two demon cats. Oh, gotcha. Running around. Yeah. There's not a term for, because, you know, like uh, hellhound is a thing yeah. it's like dogs of of hell and and yeah. fiends and things like that it really does feel like we need like night cats night cats. Like Ooh, i like night cats <laughs> night cats um if someone now, wants to make a night cat shirt i'll buy that cats. now now look here's the thing my my boyfriend david is famously a teacher famously and famously and we don't need to get into all the details but in chicago the schools are virtual but the teachers have to go in one day a week Blah, blah, blah. Sure. Makes total so, sense. So he's not he's not here today. So I've been working from home. These two cats, the, these two night cats, Tallulah, who is famously so aggressive that she just rams doors with her head until they open, mm -hmm. who is just 22 pounds of pure muscle mm. and who now has to be on Prozac. Sure. <laughs> and and then there's grandma you know who's a who's a little kitten and she's she's perfect but she i mean she pounces on everything she climbs everything you cannot give her a toy or have her come in contact with a piece of paper without shredding it and i like you know i don't want to say i have it just as hard as people with you know a bunch of real children at home but i'm wiped yeah, I can only imagine there's they're so much just, climbing involved. They're just chasing each other, hissing at each other all day. You're constantly having to make sure they have water. <laughs> Why can't they get their own water? I don't have time to play. I'm on a meeting. How do you feel about it when people say they're fur children? I've literally heard? never heard that, and I, I want to barf. You've never heard the word fur babies? N I mean, fur baby, I guess, maybe. I, I, I think it's enough when, like, sometimes people... Uh, when they refer to themselves as mom to their pets, mm, mm -hmm. it's like simultaneously like kind of cute and a little bit unnerving for me. Yeah. Being a person without pets. And I can't, I, I can't not picture a, a, like a small cat then just sliding out a birth canal. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to being earnest, a very sincere podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Paula. And we're here to bring you the earnest and sincere topics of the day. Day. Paula, what's our topic this week? Our topic this week is Gold Rush. There's gold in them, the hills. Ooh, okay, Prospector Josh. <laughs> yeah, Prospector Josh. You were not happy about Prospector Josh three episodes ago, <laughs> but you're totally fine with him now. Well, now it's his time to shine. Sure. Josh, tell me everything you know about. Do not look it up. Tell me everything you know about the Gold Rush. Um, I know that there are several different ones. There's an initial one in the San Francisco Bay Area mm -hmm. uh, around 1849, I want to say, because that's where the football team, the 49ers, comes from. Okay. Then there's, uh, and I know that it was kind of like a bunch of bachelors and then just panning for gold and also a number of uh, establishments uh, around there that uh, 
that were like bars and saloons and things like that. All uh, right. Great explanation and getting very long. <laughs> yes. And then it went to Alaska. And then there were others. Yes. Then there's yeah. the better one. Yes. <laughs> better as in more gold or better as in more fun or better as in higher uh, percentage of people finding gold. Um, Just, you know, as somebody who's originally born in Alaska, I have I have an allegiance to that 1800s gold rush. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Because you the gold rush was really just. That's what they called your birth. Oh, yeah. They were teaching us. They were in elementary school. They were teaching us how to pan for gold. They were like, come on, we're putting you to work. Sure. It's the only come thing on. we can do here. It's gold up here. Yeah. They say, they say you have to earn your keep. Yeah. And what, we only think, take gold. You think we're going to teach you math? We don't use U.S. currency here. We're a state. Yeah. But Barely. we have a border system. <laughs> yeah. We purposely wanted to be further away. Do you know all my years in elementary school in Alaska, I never took a U.S. history course. I only took Alaskan history. See, that's what I'm talking For about. For years. I bet that's, Hawaii's the same way. I bet that's Hawaii. That's awesome. That's information. That is information that is useless to me. <laughs> well, it's like you're it's like you're the, you know, in the family of five or I guess 50. Uh, you're the one who like decided to go like you randomly live in Spain. Yeah. You know what I mean? You live there and you like don't really come back for uh, every four years, you come back for like a family Thanksgiving or whatever. And you're like, yeah, I'm still here. It's still pretty rad. I get better health care. It is really nice, though, because the only way that information would serve me is if I'm on Jeopardy and they have one specific category. Yeah, exactly. Or That's if you it. needed or if you got randomly appointed historian laureate of Alaska. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I haven't lived there for a long time. But you're the most famous person to ever come from Alaska. Uh, have you ever heard of a little person called Jewel? <laughs> Very famous. You know, our friend, um, our friends, uh, Ryan and Chris, who host the wonderful music video podcast. Mm -hmm. When I was on there, we were chatting. Did you know that the way Jewel found out about 9-11 was through her own song? What? She was in the woods and over 9-11, she had no idea. And then when she was driving out of the woods, the radio was like, we're going to play this song. And she was like, why? And then that's why. Oh, I thought you were saying that like she conceived of 9-11 in the studio. No, and she, <laughs> she did mastermind it. I have to cut all of this. <laughs> None of this is staying in. <laughs> Paula, where would you keep your gold bars? Let's just say you found where, a bunch of gold. Where in your apartment? Where do I keep my gold bars? <laughs> fair and i shouldn't assume it's your apartment that's true that's true now look there's a lot of different there's obviously a lot of different schools of thoughts about this right sure. now a lot of people would say you're gonna bury it in the yard mm -hmm. that's foolish <laughs> sure that's foolish you ever heard of squirrels i have they're gonna come out there that what you're gonna have a bunch of rich squirrels on your hands mm, yeah you don't want to have to pay the tenants do you know what I would get is one of those really nifty, um, you know, those big Tupperware containers that are flat, like kind of flat and you put them under your bed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, like an underbed box yes, yeah, like for your sweaters. Mm -hmm. I think I'd keep it in one of those. Sure. Very secure. <laughs> <laughs> who's checking that? <laughs> yeah. Who's checking under the mattress, a place <laughs> where clandestine things have never been in literature <laughs> or media. At least it's out of the way. Sure. Okay. No. Yeah. So that this is the thing is you want to make sure that you don't accidentally Marie Kondo your gold bars and inheritance. Exactly. Because <laughs> if it doesn't spark joy, you want it to be somewhere where it sparks joy, but also somewhere where you're not tripping over it all the time. Uh, Josh, where would you keep yours? 
I think I would probably try to like I it would be a situation where I would buy, get the gold bars and that would lead to a series of expenses that I in order to legitimize having the gold bars. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, like I like buy spend, you would spend all of the money that the gold bars were worth in an attempt to hide the gold bars. Right, exactly. Like buy and build a house with custom like gold bar storage under yeah. deck kind of situation. Now, like a Walter White kind of like underneath the deck kind of, underneath the floorboards kind of situation. The problem is Josh, remember when you redid your bedroom and you were so excited about it that you told everyone about that? I am still excited and it looks great. You're telling me that if you custom built a storage compartment under a shed for gold bars, you wouldn't be on this podcast telling everyone immediately. You wouldn't be on Instagram stories being like, listen up, bozos. This is where you could be sleeping. Uh, uh, well, how do you, hey, Paula, how do you know the gold bars aren't there? And this has all been in an elaborate ruse. Because you would have told me, you would have told me, you would have told everyone. You love a DIY project and you love, you love to post before and after pics. And physical material wealth. Yes. <laughs> you would be telling everyone. Same with me. I can't keep a secret. Yeah. I'd have so. one glass of wine and I would go, well, guess what I got today? Yeah, exactly. You throw one birthday party once we're all allowed to be here and the theme is find the gold bars. Um. But you have to be in costume as a uh, gold rush and it is Play a murder person. mystery. It is a murder mystery party. It is one of mine. Yeah. Um, Joshua. Paula. Isn't it strange that we're still on the gold standard? It is. I'm not making that up. We are still on it, right? We are still on the gold standard. So let me, and keep in mind, it's me, so not, not so bright. Don't like to read. Only talk about Beanie Babies. So... <laughs> That myself up. That's your byline when you write an article. (laughs) If I had a dating profile, it would say, This is me. Don't like to read. Only talk about beanie babies. (laughs) And then all the pictures are just rare Princess Diana beanie babies. (laughs) If you see this radar the bat with upside down tag, call me ASAP. Yeah, because in on Hinge, especially, you can put um you can put captions on each of the photos <laughs> so you can put willing to pay $60 or up <laughs> or up. <laughs> I have to get rid of this $60. Um, okay. So, but so the way that I understand the gold standard to work is if I have a dollar bill mm-hmm. and I have a couple that Rag there mark. is, <laughs> I'm somebody running around with $5. Um, there is, for that dollar bill, $1 worth of gold sitting in a tunnel in Washington, D.C. I think this is no longer true. I think that money is mostly in our minds at this point. Wow. Especially paper Whoa. money. It's oh, like, it's just, a, it's just a thing that we've all decided is, is what it is. Well, we're all about to learn something today. Buckle up. It is not currently used by any government. Okay, well, the U.S. did stop using it in 1933 and, quote, abandoned the remnants of the system in 1973. So you and I were only 40 to 50 years off. (laughs) Yeah, and only completely wrong. (laughs) I bet that that has something to do with the Great Depression in (laughs) 1933, but don't want to look it up. (laughs) Or somebody stole all the gold. Yeah, it's fun because... 
uh, at this point, we've corrected the error. But for a minute there, some of our listeners were screaming into their phones like, we're not on the gold standard. There's no, we're not. We haven't been. <laughs> They're like, we have not been in your lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> not even in your parents' lifetime. <laughs> okay, well, that's kind of good to know. So I guess it's not so crazy about the gold standard because that's done. Yeah, exactly. We're done. We're on to the digital standard, baby. We're on the Bitcoin standard, bitch. (laughs) If someone wants to make a Bitcoin standard, comma, bitch uh, t-shirt. Josh is thirsty AF for merch today. Yeah, I'm thirst (laughs) for merch. You can put that on a shirt. Thirst for merch. Put that on a shirt. Josh Linton. (laughs) Paula, is there... A product or mm-hmm. naturally occurring element that would make you so excited about it that you would change your prospects and leave and go to a new state to try to have a chance at finding it. If someone announced there was like a like a like a pizza rush or something like Ooh. that, like <laughs> well, I feel like I already said beanie babies. So I can't <laughs> say that again. Sure, sure. But if it's true. This is all about sincerity. Oh, I need something different. Um. Oh, I know. Realistic fake food. I was going to. That's where I thought you were going to go. Yeah. Um, like tiny, tiny fake food. Imagine like panning in a river and you're like, I got a tiny sushi. I got a tiny sushi. <laughs> <laughs> and then people, oh, my God. Then, it's a hot dog. <laughs> but you can't be loud because then people will beat you up for it. You can't, you have to turn it in and like get the exchange rate and you have to do it on a good day and you kind of have to hide it from all your fellow, fellow, uh, 20, 20 years. I would love that because it would mean that like jewelry would be made out of little, little plastic hamburgers. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, there's some people out there who are listening and they're going, Paula, you owe me tiny fake food for a charity drive. And the answer is I do. <laughs> the answer is I do. And you know what? <laughs> Everything's going to happen for a reason and you are going to get it. And the money did go the to money the charity. Is, the money is with the charity. It was one of those things where people sent receipts. Yeah. And then it was like, perfect. And it's, the stuff is coming. It is made. I just have to paint it. Got it. You know that thing where every moment of being awake is exhausting? Uh, <laughs> I do. I know do. That thing? I do know that thing. I've been feeling it. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. For the past nine months. Yeah. Six? How long have been? I don't even know. I don't, I don't know. know. I think if there someone discovered that in a series of caves in Wyoming there were naturally occurring rare baseball cards, there'd be a part of me that would want to do it. Oh yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, that's that's a good one because tiny food isn't rare. I picked a bad one, but baseball cards are like that's rare. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. That'd well, rare like, baseball cards are rare. Like, if they were like, we found four Honus Wagner cards, I'd be like, I think you'd be sad. That's what I was just going to say. We have so many Honus Wagner cards. <laughs> we don't have that many Honus. That's the rarest card there is. Everybody is thinking about it. Yeah. saying too many Honus Wagner cards. <laughs> Definitely is um, they. <laughs> that's really good one. So really what we're saying is it's a naturally occurring, really good garage sale. Yes, exactly. But you have to find it yourself. It's a scavenger hunt garage sale, and you only have probably like a 6% chance of finding something. Oh, so it's also an escape room. I I have famously said this. I love garage sales. I love thrifting more than anything in the world. Mm-hmm. I, it's the thrill of the hunt. So now I'm I'm fully in. Let's go find those baseball cards. And while we're at it, I would like some vintage silk blazers. 
I was gonna say also like shorts that fit. If there was a, there was a Josh in the hills of Montana, they got they got shorts that are right your size. Yeah, they're for boys that have that have somewhat slender waist, but kind of a big patootie, but also larger thighs that don't feel like they're tight, but they're also athletically stretchy. You call your job, you quit, you grab a pickaxe, and it's time to go. Yeah, exactly. But you got to make sure you don't rip the fabric. You have to be very careful. Yeah. <laughs> I still like the idea of panning for shorts. <laughs> Just everything you do is in a sieve with a river, like a colander and a river. Do you like bring your home like kitchen colander that you need for pasta or <laughs> pot stickers or whatever? Um, have you ever done one of those really touristy panning for gold things? I think we did one on a um on like a field trip when I was in elementary school and my yeah. arms were tired within three minutes. Oh yeah, we would not be very good at this. Yeah. We also did a lot of stuff like, because I'm from Massachusetts originally, and the Lowell Mills, L-O-W-E-L-L, that's how you say it, not Lowell. Um, But uh, we did a lot of things in like the mill museums where like you'd be like, there, here's the looms that cut off people's fingers. And we'd be like, I don't want my finger to be cut off, but cool. <laughs> like all those and all the manual labor. History like, comes alive. Yeah, it's I like. I don't want my finger to be cut off. Yeah, it's literally all the school field trips in elementary school were just, here's dangerous shit from the past when people had to do more manual labor. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, have I talked on here before about my uh, my middle school always had the weirdest field trips? I don't think you have, but. You know, how many episodes in are we and how many years in are we? 700. Yeah. Um, so my my middle school in Minnesota, we have a few a few buddies out there who who went there with me. Shout out. Uh, we went on the weirdest field trips. Okay. And looking back, we straight up went to the dump. <laughs> we straight up won one year in fifth grade. Our trip was a 25-mile bike ride. You have mentioned this. That sounds terrible. Isn't that unhinged? When I was, uh, when I studied abroad in China, I did a summer program that was like an intensive language program in college. Um, and they kept being like, with your free time, there may be, we're going to have outings, like to the Great Wall or like to these, you know, the I think it was the Red Snail Temple, which is like a, a Buddhist temple outside of Beijing. Um, but they kept, we kept being like, oh, that's a cool thing and like cool cultural trips that we can do. But all of them were secretly disguised as intensive workout and exercise regiments. Like it was like, we got to this temple, which you have to climb an hour up a mountain to see. Nope. Or like we went to the Great Wall, a remote area where you have to hike it. Nope. Well, the year before, see, I'm not, I'm not as fancy as you, but the year before, or in eighth grade, the class before us, we were all supposed to go to Wisconsin Dells every year, mm-hmm. and the class before us shoplifted so much from the gift shop that our entire school was banned from going. That's nuts. Do you know how much you have to shoplift for the city of Wisconsin Dells to go, you can't come back here? You're not allowed to come back to our famous water parks. Yes. Isn't that wild? <laughs> Also, side note, is there anything that seems grosser than a water park in our current world right now? It stinks because that stuff used to not phase me. I love a water park. Mm, I like a log flume. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like rather than a roller coaster. I'm not a big roller coaster fan, but I'm I'm big into log flumes. Germs used to not phase me. I used to 
famously, I used to hang out at the public pool in Chicago every yeah. weekend in the summer. I'd yeah. be like, time to go jump in a in a pot of water with some of strangers. There was a time last summer where you strong-armed me into going to a public pool. And you loved it. I did. It was great. They're great. They're low-key awesome, but never again. <laughs> Paula, it's sponsor time. Sponsor time. This week's episode is sponsored by Connect Chiropractic Clinic. That is K-N-E-C-H-T. And they are a chiropractic clinic here in Chicago, uh, in the heart of Lakeview. And they have been part of the neighborhood for over 20 years. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Dr. Andrew Connect uses state-of-the-art equipment and technology to provide patients with high-quality care and x-rays done on-site, baby. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, Paula, but um, I bought a desk that is maybe a little bit too tall for mm. the chair that I have. I'm picturing you in one of those, like, your arms are straight up. Like, you can't. It's so high. <laughs> yeah, like, almost like, like a, a little kid. Or like a, uh, you know, those like Harleys where they're like yeah. the, the bars are up top. No, vroom, it's, vroom. it's just that I've like, I got a footrest, but I've been debating whether I want to get like a, like a seat pillow, but it feels like being like the short kid at the table where you put a phone book and I can't get past it. Yeah, you just sit on some books. I know, but it just feels demoralizing and I think I do a bit worse job at my job. But if you have new aches and pains from be working at home... Uh, or if you've been anx- extra anxious lately, uh, chiropractic adjustments can alleviate pain, and spine and joint pain and help increase blood flow and help to lower stress and anxiety. Yes. And great news. There is an exclusive deal for being earnest listeners. So if you call uh, Connect Chiropractic and mention the podcast, you get $350 worth of services, including consult, exam, x-rays if medically necessary, and a report of findings for just $49.99. That's less than the co- than the price of like 10 coffees. Yeah, for, for your sure. Back, for your back. You know what doesn't help your back? Coffees. Yeah, that's... Coffee's actually good for everything. Uh, I mm, the the jury is out. The FDA as Paula takes a sip of her coffee right now. No, no, no. The FDA called me yesterday. They called me specifically and they said, "You're good. You don't need water." <laughs> <laughs> Sucking down that bean juice. <laughs> so if you want to take advantage of this deal, and this is the second week of the two weeks, you can call them. Call Connect Chiropractic today at seven seven three. Five two five nine one zero zero. Again, and that's seven seven three five two five nine one zero zero. And they did ask me. Um, there's a note on the email they sent us that um, it specifically asks if I will write a jingle for them. Oh yeah, they didn't. Uh, they didn't they CC said, me on that one. Yeah, they said Josh, you don't need to. So oh um, really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wrote a song. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, I would love to hear it. Thank you. Connect. Thank you. Connect. This is for your back. Thank you. Connect. <laughs> well, that has a million streams. Wow. Uh, that's what they call platinum. <laughs> oh, sorry. Wait, my phone's ringing. Hold on. MTV Music Awards? Will I present with Gaga? Yes. 
I couldn't think of a singer. <laughs> I'm pretty bummed for a lot of reasons, but one of the main reasons that I'm bummed. <laughs> <laughs> now for a segment called Josh's Bummed what? Corner. What? Ew, that's very different. Josh's Bummed Corner is very different than why is Josh sad, which is what I was going to go for. <laughs> no, no, no. It's called Josh's Bummed Corner. <laughs> <laughs> well, we would have been partaking in the greatest sporting event of every four years, the Olympics right now, but mm. we're not because safety. Um, so and also, there weren't enough athletes. <laughs> I know everyone, there just weren't enough. They did a quick poll. They did a doodle poll to see when, if when athletes were going to be available and they just couldn't get it to, to line up. People had booked vacations and stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially in France where like they get a vacation for all of oh, August. Oh yeah. We, we, <laughs> what do you think they're doing with all the gold medals that they probably pressed already? Oh, Where do you God. think those are? And the gold medals you you know, say 2020 on them. Yeah, they definitely do. I actually have, from my trip to Tokyo, I have what was not a collectible and is now a collectible of an enamel pin that says Tokyo 2020. Woo! I bet I can make $3 off of that oh. for what I paid. Gosh, don't sell yourself short. Four fifty. dollars mm, Thank you. You always have my back. I do. Uh, I will not be buying it, though. Um, You know, I feel like they're all... You know what they should do? What? We give up on the Summer Olympics. Okay. This is the opposite of what was making me sad. But <laughs> they, they melt down all the gold medals and the mm. silver and the bronze. And guess what it is now? The bobsled thing. <laughs> Saving money. Okay. Um, so just to recap, your plan is take a bunch of precious metals. Mm -hmm. Soft precious metals. <laughs> boil them down. Mm -hmm. smelt them into a a an alloy bobsled and uh, then just do that ramp oh so the course itself is made out of gold mm -hmm. and, and that, way, and that way you can that way at the olympics they can always think about the people who came before them <laughs> yeah when you're right you're right if wouldn't the bobsleds scratch the metal and then they're going to melt that down and they're going to make the, the metals for the next year out of that. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Use your logic. <laughs> God, it's, I'm not using my brain. <laughs> Josh, what do you think they should do with it? Well, I was thinking of, um, I'm going to pitch a movie that is ours, uh, trademark. You know how there's that, um, that, that show called Money Heist? No. There is a show literally called Money Heist, and it's just about people stealing. I've never <gasps> seen it, but they're about... Uh, I want to see it. That sounds perfect. We call ours Metal Heist. And it's a Ocean's Eleven-style heist film where we're like, we have to steal all the gold medals, and we Ooh. have to get it from the secure Olympic facility because, uh, I don't know, some uh, evil country, which honestly could be us, in this scenario has put some like microchips or poison in the, in the metals. And it's actually going to destroy the world's top athletes or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or we just want the money one or the other. Yeah. Well, I think we're, maybe you and I are doing it for two different reasons, right? It's an opposites attract kind of yeah. like, I know, uh, uh, you know, a good cop, bad cop kind of yep. situation. 
Would you want to be the would you want to be the person who uh like cons their way in or the person who jumps around the lasers? Um, I think that I'd want to be the person that jumps around the lasers. Mm. I don't think I should be the person who jumps around the lasers. <laughs> I'm just imagining <laughs> you being like, I've been ready for this, and you take your bag of uh sparkles, which is always in your purse, <laughs> and you just throw it, and that's how you reveal the lasers. Yeah. You know, um, you know, uh Meg Salter, one of my best friends. Her and I, a couple years ago, were at um if you if you don't know Meg Salter, look her up. Funniest, funniest person. So funny. She her and I went to the spy restaurant in downtown Chicago. Okay. I did not know this existed. There's a spy restaurant. It's amazing. You have to solve a series of riddles. And her and I, like, we just like we're literally walking and then we saw it and we we're like, well, we have to go to this. And um, it's kind of wild. You have to like solve, you know, you have to do like an embarrassing thing and then a door opens and you're let down a secret staircase. And then they give you um, like these little name tags when you walk in that you put your agent, your code name on. Ooh. And, and I don't, something in her and I snapped and we didn't, we weren't thinking. And we literally wrote down the most vulgar names <laughs> that anyone, I can't even say it on the pod. We were using, I mean, words that like, I, if, if I heard that word when I was around my mom, I'd be like, I've never heard that before. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like next level bad because we thought it was just for us. And then the server comes and she was like, okay, you have to put on your agent sticker so I know what to call you. And we were like, um. <laughs> you, ma'am, you don't want us to do that. You don't want us to do it. And then we put it on and she was like, okay. <laughs> I don't think it was that bad. I think it was something like, uh, you know, like probably like big jugs or something, you know, but. Sure, 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 sure. I'd still. Pretend like I'd never heard that word around my mom. It was, but it was like, <laughs> it was like, oh no. <laughs> Not it's offensive, fu- just very sexual. Yeah. And you also just, <laughs> it's, it's that moment when you're like, I did something really fun and then the world has to see it. Yeah. And you didn't intend for the world to see it. Yes. And, th- but then anyway, what I was going to say is, um, if you pay an extra buck when you leave, there's a laser room that you can go through. Oh, wow. A $1 for our laser room? That's 100% the best deal in the city. It's the best deal in the city. Best deal in the city. And they didn't make us pay. So I don't know if they regularly charge people or if they were kind of like, just get these two out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Butt muncher and (laughs) something else. I, I, that might've been one of them. What Olympic events do you think they're going to do from home this year? Well, I was just going to say, you know, I think this might be an opportunity. To innovate. To innovate, they could still do the Olympics. Mm-hmm. It's just Zoom, Zoom yeah. Olympics. Yes, exactly. Um, well, it has to be things that would be really hard to cheat on over Zoom. Mm. Maybe like best background. <laughs> <laughs> yes, subjective things. Ooh, <laughs> I was prettiest. Like that, prettiest person. <laughs> Pretty, prettiest smile. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> best job muting and unmuting. <laughs> I also love the it's like who types the fastest. It's like all it becomes a Guinness Book of World Records type of thing. I love that. How about eats the biggest pizza pie? <laughs> how can you how can you verify that? You would have to bring someone into your home, I guess. Yeah, there's like one person. It's allowed. Um it's just Joey or- Chestnut. Just Joey, just, or maybe you get like a, everybody gets like a two liter of soda and then they got to chug it. 
Mm, I love this because I also think that we could use the slogan, like the stay at home Olympics. Everyone's an athlete. <laughs> and everyone's allowed to participate. Yes, exactly. There is one, there is one like trained Olympic athlete, not in that, you know, not in that category, but in something. There's one trained Olympic athlete in each each category, mm. but then the rest are just people. Sure. The rest are yeah, just yeah, like yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> Paula, if you could name a sports team after a historic event rather than like, you know, fearsome animal or something like that. What would you name your sports team? <laughs> like like the 49ers? Yeah, like the 49ers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. like for example, like, yeah, what if you were like, and tonight on Monday Night Football, it's the Baltimore Ravens and the Miami Bay of Pigs. <laughs> <laughs> I would love a team just called the Hindenburg Disaster. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of fun. And it's it's not, there's not a place. It's like soccer where they call them like Spurs or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, there's like... Tonight, it's Manchester United versus the Hindenburg disaster. (laughs) Hindenburg disaster has been in the middle of the table all year. (laughs) See, I do like the Ravens as a team because it's after Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, right. It's like a literary. So fun. Like everyone else is like, we're dolphins. Yeah. And they're like, we're the Ravens. We're spooky. Sometimes there might be a pendulum. (laughs) Once upon a midnight dreary. (laughs) You think they really lean into that? Their fans are really like real big Poe heads. All the fans at the games are fully dressed like Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, everyone's just very dour. They're playing like the Providence Cthulhu's who are just all Lovecraft. I love this. I think it brings such a sparkle to the game. Yeah, I know, because it really brings an intellectual level to the game that we've been missing up to this point. And each game has a little history lesson in the in the middle. Yes, exactly. And everyone boos. We <laughs> should do this at the beginning when we're not all drunk. Yeah, right. Exactly. The halftime show is just a lecture. <laughs> the half for that for today's halftime show, a lecturer from the English department at Boston University. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Professor Matilda. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I would want to memorialize something that was like really obscure, but like really tightly held by a region. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if I were doing the Boston team, it'd be like the Boston molasses flood or whatever like the yes yes a very sticky tragedy (laughs) (laughs) if you haven't looked it up there was a molasses flood the great molasses flood of uh molasses um in uh 1919 in boston a molasses factory blew up and a bunch of people died from slow moving molasses because they got trapped in it imagine like quicksand but it's candy eat your way out that's (laughs) Just like Pac-Man style. Um, I I love this idea. And it's a really good way to combine like a lot of like to bring new people into the game. Mm, yeah. 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 This you is know? how that you can have discussion section after the game. Ooh. Now stay over for a talk back yeah. with, the quarterback, <laughs> with, with the quarterback and the professor. Yes, exactly. Patrick Mahomes will be talking about the importance of bleeding Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's going to do it for us. That's going to do it for us. <sighs>
That was the longest one yet. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening for another week. We really appreciate it. Before we get to this little end bit, uh, we're going to do our signature weekly segment, Earnest Moment of the Week. I've got one here from Wendy Linden, my mom. Hi, Wendy Linden. So you might call this one any mom twa. Oh, bam. <laughs> I'm retiring. It's my best joke ever. My mom says, my band gave a driveway concert this weekend to thank the neighbors for letting us practice outside all summer. Yes, Aww. my mom has a band. My mom is a singer in a band. That's it's no so big cool. deal. We had a great turnout. People listened from their decks and porches, and some even brought lawn chairs to sit on the front lawn. Everybody emailed us the next day to thank us for providing much-needed and missed live music and a bit of normalcy in these tough times. Oh, that's so cute. (gasps) I Um, love that. They were all socially distanced. It was all very cute. Oh, gosh, I really love that. If you have earnest moments of the week and... Lord knows we always forget to ask for them. Uh, you could send us them anytime. It doesn't just have to be when we get on Instagram and freak out that we forgot to ask for earnest moments of the week like we do every week. You can message us at being earnest on any of our social media, or you can email us at being earnest pod at gmail.com. And if you're feeling in the giving spirit, if you also wouldn't mind writing us a review, we got a new review on Apple Podcasts this last week. Yay! Uh, it was and, so sweet. And when we get one, I will say Josh and I text each other immediately. So it really does mean a lot to us. As always, thank you so much for Ryan Cruz for our beautiful logo. You can find her on Instagram at, at rbcruiser. And thank you to Dylan Dutch for our wonderful theme song. You can find him on Twitter at at Dylan Dutch, D-O-E-T-C-H. And until next week, make sure you pack up your belongings because there's baby babies in them, the hills. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Have a good week.